And we're back. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Parthen and I are still talking about religion because it's super fascinating to me. Um, I think that makes sense. And I think like what, what really bothers me about, let's call it Western society now, and in particular, like our generation, right? Because they, they seem to be very non-religious, right? Like mm -hmm. overall, um, like it's this idea of individualism, right? Like that there's no higher standard, but they claim there's a higher standard, right? Like I find it, it's just like this whole like Western values, innate human goodness, like human rights for everyone. There's no facts that support that. That's just like, that's an ideology, right? Like there's no, there's no biological reason for it, right? If yeah. there's no sense of collective consciousness, then there's no sense of good, right? Like I can do whatever I want because I'm just me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, but they preach this idea of, you know, innate human rights and all of this stuff, which I agree with, but I think it's arbitrary to then say that's not God, right? Like if, if there's not some higher, where does this higher standard come from, right? Like to say it's just innate in every human, well, where, where do they get it from, right? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me, this claim that, that they push, right? And I also think it's so evident to me that, and from my own experiences as well, but just generally, it's evident to me that, you know, the more you think you're important, the more you think you, like, you don't, people don't forgive themselves, they're less happy, they never have enough because they're trying to find fulfillment externally. But God's message is that, like, you find it internally. I think, again, like, because people view themselves as so self-important, they're harder on themselves, right? They never forgive themselves, but God forgives you, right? Like, you can uh, go and, G like, Jesus forgives you, or how, like, in Christianity, you go and you, every religion has its own way of asking and getting forgiveness from God. And, like, I think it's important to forgive yourself, and, like, again, I don't, buy into, you know, God in the sky forgiving me, but I think it's very, like for me, it's very synonymous with just allowing myself to forgive myself. I'm a flawed human. I can never be perfect. So if I make a mistake, it's okay. I am forgiven. I am still loved. I can still love myself, right? And like, it seems that that's just being lost. And I think, I, I don't know, but I think you could probably find a correlation between mental health problems and like the the decline of religion because people don't have something that they can you know uh, like get forgiveness from right like mm -hmm. if it's very hard to give yourself forgiveness but if you just know that there's like unconditional love then then everything is okay right mm -hmm. i guess guilt is one of our biggest problems isn't it and how to get rid of that guilt. Mm -hmm. um, every human being struggles with that at some point. And sure, we can, the first time you do something wrong, you um, feel your conscience just strikes you and you feel extremely guilty. But if you keep doing it again and again, you can silence that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you really think about it, like, why do you feel guilty? Who put that there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, so how, Did you always grow up Christian? I, well, 
when I read the Bible when I was little, when I heard what the Bible had to say, um, my mom told me the stories and we read through it together, I the message made sense to me. So it was me using my logical understanding to accept it and then have faith in God that my sins were forgiven. Mm-hmm. It, um, sure, it might have happened at a young age, so by that sense, sure, I was always a Christian. But technically, in, um, a lot of people, even in Christianity, they'll ask you, like, when were you saved? Mm-hmm. And some people will say, oh, July 16th, 1995. Yeah, or yeah. they'll give a specific date they can think about that. But for me, I just... I, I believe that I was always God's child because in the Bible it says we are predestined um, to be a part of his kingdom. So I think I made that choice, sure, maybe on my own, but with the help of God because no one can save ourselves. And even to have that faith in Jesus, um, that's that's with his help. But I would always say that I've always been a Christian. Yes, I'm, I've been, I'm a sinner, mm-hmm. but... I've always relied on Christ for forgiveness. So what do you say to people who say you sound crazy? (laughs) Right? Like there's this idea of like religious people are nuts. Yeah. And if they don't say it, they'll be thinking it. Yeah. And they'll dismiss. Well, even even in the Bible, it says um, even the days when Jesus lived, um, a lot of people thought, that the religious people were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the gospel is, is foolishness to those who don't believe, but to those who believe it is the power of God for salvation. So that's always the way the gospel is offensive because people, we are stubborn and we want our own way. Um, and we hate God. That's the truth. That's what the Bible says. We don't want to submit to his authority. We don't want to worship him. Um, we hate the idea that there is something more important than us. It's like, Humans want to be the most important. So, like, mm-hmm. damn God for mm-hmm. existing type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the gospel is foolishness to those who don't believe. So for me to undergo, like, hate from someone for believing in the gospel, like, that's okay because I know Jesus suffered um, and mm. he was hated by the world, but he still died for me what i like the what i've found like i do like a lot of the like just practical messages i don't know much about christianity or judaism or any religion really yet but mm-hmm. I, the the stuff i do know the practical messages just make sense to me so like you know jesus died for you and you're not willing to sacrifice something for your mother for your friend like mm-hmm. he gave his life god gave his only son for you mm-hmm. and you're not willing to you know sacrifice an hour a week to volunteer for someone or like mm-hmm. whatever like and, and same with like i like the idea of like in the the jewish sabbath where you have to take the day off and it's like god created everything and still took a day off like who are you that you're so busy you can't take a day off a day for off. god for yourself for your family whatever right yeah. like how are you so important that you can't take Saturdays off or whatever, right? Yes. And it's like those messages are just so practical to me. But they're like, yeah. And so it's like even just as a baseline, right? Like those make sense. Mm-hmm. And there's and like the more I learn about the religions, the more there's just more and more stories that make sense, right? And that's why I really like when I do 
get myself to synagogue, the, the, they do a very good job of talking about whatever the story is or the, the passage and saying how it's relevant. And every time it's very relevant, right? They're, they're, these are like archetypal stories, if I'm using that word properly, that like the human experience isn't so unique and some people, God or some people, whatever you believe in that sense, took the time to really capture it and really mm -hmm. like show how your experience isn't unique. You're not suffering alone. You're suffering with God. You're suffering with everyone. We're all suffering. And like mm -hmm. th there is a way through and it's like a guiding, it's a guidance system, right? Like that's what it is. Yeah. And um, maybe, maybe it goes back to what you said. Like maybe it's just our generation but we walk around with our hands in our ears saying, I don't want to hear it. I think it's all stupid. Like, take it away from me. Why do you think that is? Here. Like, why do you think people are so dismissive towards religion now? Because it makes your life easier. You can do whatever you want, live however you want, treat anybody however you want. You can, for example, even in our culture, you can sleep with whoever you want. You can um, move on to the next relationship whenever it's convenient for you. So, sure, it makes your life easier if you block out all thoughts of God and judgment. Um, because nobody wants to hear, oh, you're sinning, you're doing something wrong. Everybody wants to be accepted. Mm -hmm. But if we accepted everyone and everything, we'd accept all the murderers and say, that's okay. Like, you can, you can murder whoever you feel like murdering. Mm -hmm. but so we have, like, we have a set of morals, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just like... A debate or a struggle right now over where that line is mm -hmm. and I, I, I like from my own experience you know I cared a lot about sex and drugs and alcohol and like it was fun and it but it was it was numbing too right mm -hmm. like and I have been happier as I've gone away from that and I think just you see on average as people get older they tend away from those habits right mm -hmm. like let's say a large portion of 25-year-old males sleep around a lot, for argument's sake. Mm -hmm. Do as many 55-year-olds? No. They settle down. They, like, they mature, right? And it's like, I think that, you know, for whatever reason, I do think millennials are entitled, and I do think we were, ta we, we were taught a very individualistic attitude. Mm -hmm. You can be anything. You are going to have your own successes. Look at everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um... And I think, like, I think religion did a bad, like, the people who were around religion did a bad job of keeping it in line with science. And they opposed science for so long, right? Like, the, 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 the thought that science and religion can't coexist was originally propagated by religion, by religious right? And, right? And so, like, that's what, as, you know, Western society became very science-focused and the church and other religions totally. fought it yes. that you know start sort of caused some of these problems but i think it's time i think i'm hoping and i honestly think there's going to be this like not reconciliation but like this this change right where we see that no these can coexist and i think i think that our generation very badly wants a sense of god right and they're looking for ways to find it and actually like I was reading about Jordan Peterson, who's been, you know, getting lots of attention. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Like, and he's been compared, the, this one article compared him to Oprah and Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. And because they were the kind of women who taught this idea of like the, the new age religion, right? Of like finding yourself and whatever that is, right? Um, but Jordan Peterson is kind of, he's very well studied from an academic standpoint in the Bible. And he's preaching from more of a psychological context, how to be a good person in the world. And so people are very open to his message, young men in particular, they're very open to his message and it is improving their lives. And, but he's just, it's like spirituality under the guise of psychology. So people are receptive to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it's a, it's a academic, it's not, it's not, um, you know, a priest or whatever, mm -hmm. right? But through, through what I've read through his work and my other spirituality stuff, my mindfulness stuff, and I, I'm obsessed with Eat, Pray, Love, Right, like I view a psychology and spirituality as very similar because it's understanding, you know, where that inner voice comes from, right? And I think so. That's all very fascinating to me. But I think people, our generation and the younger generation, so badly want hmm. a sense of guidance, a hmm. sense of higher purpose, right? And so the fact that Jordan Peterson, with his narrative, with the message he gives out, can have this much sway and ability to resonate with people mm -hmm. uh, to me shows how empty they are in one sense right like you know his 12 rules for life it's like clean your room like take responsibility for yourself right if your room's not in perfect order you cannot judge someone else that's like you are a sinner right like you will never be perfect don't judge people right it's mm -hmm. like and he like he literally uh his first book is like he's a he just studied the Bible like a ton and those are the messages he believes in as well but he believes them from he tries to make them more practically applicable or whatever and more like non-religious I I called when I saw his lecture I called it spirituality for the non-spiritual but I found like I find that the what I read about Eastern philosophy uh, like Buddhism and a bit of, about Hinduism they get across much more concisely his messages than he does, right? Like, like I can read, I read a book like Pieces Every Step, which is by a famous, I believe, Vietnamese monk, and it's about this thick. And it got across much more useful information to me than 12 Rules for Life, which is this thick, right? Um, <laughs> And, and I think you could fit a lot more rules in something that size. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. But so I, I yeah, I kind of rambled there, but <laughs> that's okay. What, so. how do you feel about like, do you think there's also this sense of like, not urgency, but like coming change for young people? Like, how do you feel about the all the non believers, whether like not mm -hmm. non Christian believers, but just non believers generally, and how dismissive people are? Hang on, can I ask you? Oh, yeah. So, um, you're saying that all these that our generation is of, like hungry for truth or trying to find it in all these places. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that's just in North American culture or do you think that's... I think like, it's true in like, I would, I don't know much about other cultures, right? Like what their experience is, mm -hmm. but from what I understand, it would be very true in a lot of like the Euro Western European cultures mm -hmm. too, right? Like I, the Western democracies that are struggling right now and are electing, you know, far-right authoritarians and like 
there's all of these struggles, there's all of these mental health problems, there's all of these things, mm -hmm. I think spirituality is a very good answer mm -hmm. to it. I th when I was in Sweden, actually, so there's not too, there's not a lot of churches um, mm. there, and I know a lot of the people in our generation struggled with the exact same problems here. Like, sure, they spoke a different language, but um, it was all the same. They um, still lived the same way that we do, and they had the same type of thinking patterns, um, live in the moment, and... Um, whatever's convenient yeah and it's interesting like i don't think every culture is the same and like the scandinavian cultures are always like put up as a as a bastion of like let's call it more atheistic success mm -hmm. right but they still have a value structure right and like mm -hmm. maybe we can never create in our society the same value structure they have right and like it could even be i don't know what vikings religion were right like but they just have a different context potentially mm -hmm than we have. So like we can say, oh yeah, they're egalitarian and they're like, they're so happy and they don't have religion, but like they do in a sense, right? Like I still think maybe they've done a better job of, you know, shifting towards atheistic morality mm -hmm. in, in some sense. I don't, I don't know. And I think media has been a catalyst in spreading, um, for example, like this culture um, into different places around the world. Even, for example, in India, like, things are a lot more modernized. The youth have the same ideas of, um, they watch the same movies. For example, it's all starting to become the same culture in that individualistic society. Mm. And so that's spreading across the world. So yeah. I guess at some point, same with the hunger for truth. And even... And the yeah. mm -hmm. go ahead, the go spread ahead. of, yeah. like, there's this, you know, there's this spread of libertarianism right now or, like, and like in the US, there's the intellectual dark web and like there's this message that's resonating with people around individualism, but it's not the, the individualism that we think of that's pervasive right now in society generally. They're saying like, they're trying to spread individualism of like the sanctity of the individual, which is, I believe what religion says as well. We're not a collective. Each person is very important. Each person matters, right? And that's what they're trying when they, like, so there's two types of, there's two definitions of individualism in the U.S. now. There's the traditional one that we've had for so long of people think they accomplish everything on them on their own. They are the be all and end all. But then there's this new individualism, which is like the sanctity of the individual, which okay. is much more rooted in spirituality from my understanding. Okay. I was referring to the first one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't remember what you said then. Um, oh, even it, within Christianity, every few generations, there's this other quote that says, um, there are only first-generation Christians. You can't inherit the faith from someone else. You have to take it and believe it mm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you can't rely even on your parents. Even in the Bible, it says, God says, um, if there is a father who is sinful and his son turns to me and sees all the wrong things that his father did and comes to me, I will forgive the son and I will love him and mm. I will let him know my commandments. And in the same way, if that son who loves God and um, obeys him has his own son who is completely wicked and forsakes God, um, then God will judge him for his sins. Yeah, and that so, that's what the new age individualism, let's call it, is so focused on, right? Because there's this movement in 
the U.S. around like, you know, all white men are bad because white men used to be bad, right? And then the white guys are saying, okay, well, like, I'm not that bad. Like, I, I agree with you that we used to be bad. We used to not treat you well, but that, I didn't do that. Right. I didn't, like, and so that's the, the problem with this collectivist mentality, right? Around, you know, all black people are, are persecuted because of slavery. And it's like, okay, but like, yes, there are still problems, but it's not that degree because things are different now. And right. the, I am not the slave owner, right? Like, right. and like th those types of narrative, like that extreme narrative is kind of taking over. And this, this other movement is around the individuality like that. I am responsible for what I do. Right. I cannot change what my grandparents did, what my great-great-grandparents did, what the founding fathers of America did, right? You like, weren't even here when they made their decision. Exactly. And so, like, uh, and so I actually find it very interesting. And, like, Jordan Peterson is part of this, you know, movement as well. And that's why it's, I find it so fascinating to watch because it's, like, it, they're, they're reappropriating a lot of what was traditionally, I view as, like, spiritual values. Mm -hmm. Um but they're, they're teaching it in, in a way that is not being dismissed by mm -hmm. our generation, by the younger people. What do you think our generation is dismissing? And I think they're just closed down to the idea of religion. Is it religion or is it God, having one God? Uh, I don't know. I'd say it's both, honestly. Like, I think there's a lot of people who claim to be atheist or agnostic but then also organized religion they dismiss, right? So, like, I don't know the percent of each, but I think they're kind of pretty dismissive of both, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. But I was too, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and, and so I just find it, I mean, I find the philosophy of it, like, the, 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 the thought of it more interesting. And, like, I, I'm very much trying to, like, follow my own experience as it changes and the the most interesting thing is actually i read a book called the happiness advantage mm -hmm. and a lot of, and it was based on positive psychology and a lot of the messages in it like aligned very clearly with messages i got from like religious teachings and so that i found very interesting and so I, like i can't as as skeptical as i was two years ago even three years ago I can't deny the empirical evidence of my own experience, right? Like right. as I've adopted more of these values, I have been happier. I have been more successful, right? Like, and it's actually, it, it blows my mind that like, and I think the most fascinating thing will be as psychology moves to more of a big data thing, mm -hmm. um, where it talks about like, you know, a million people who start being spiritual, who start, you know, following like meditating or, or whatever else, praying and, seeing how that actually improves their lives because right now it's still all anecdotal but we can actually start studying that and proving it works like mm -hmm. regardless of if you inherently believe in it or not it works which is the most fascinating thing for me works in the sense of it makes you happier it oh, gives okay. you better results right like and like and i think it's like, mm -hmm. like maybe it's maybe this isn't the greatest you know pitch from like to a Christian but like it's kind of the idea of fake it till you make it if you can convince people to give it a try because it will help them they'll actually end up finding God 
Like that's been my experience, right? Like mm-hmm. I was in, I was struggling with my mental health and I was told med, like meditation will help, like mindfulness will help, spirituality will help. Mm-hmm. And it's through that, that I ended up being connected to God, to, right? Like, yeah. and so yeah. like, it's not the, it's maybe it's like a hoodwink, right? Like you're not saying, but it's a way yeah. to have people be willing to open up to it because yeah. I feel, I feel people are so closed down to the idea right now. Right, right. And just going further, I guess from a Christian perspective, there's a thousand ways to come to a basic understanding of what is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess the, it's like a funnel; it all leads down to the same pathway to get yeah. to the final answer. So the more, like, I just think that yeah. pathway seems to be the one that is the most open right now. And I think Jordan Peterson is interesting in that light, mm-hmm. and like the whole movement that's growing around him and politics and, and stuff especially when you pair that with the struggles people are having with mental health and, and all that mm-hmm. so i just it's the right medicine for for today's our generation yeah. we're getting there yeah and so i'm excited to see what happens i can't believe that our generation will forever be unspiritual right like oh, no, there's been so. every generation forever has had its root in spirituality right like there's never been, you know, a country that's been atheistic for 500 years, right? Like, there's always spirituality. Right. So, right. it's, uh, it's, and I'm sure someone can fact check me on that. Maybe there has been, I don't know, but not <laughs> no, a lot, I'm anyways. Sure you're right. yeah. yeah. But, so I, I'm, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. So, I appreciate you. We I coming. feel like I'm supposed to shake your hand. Yeah, well, I always do that. Yeah, I appreciate you <laughs> okay. coming and hanging out and chatting yeah. about this with me. And I look forward to doing it many more times. Yeah, me too. And thanks all of you for hanging out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on religion, spirituality, and everything else. Thanks for hanging out. Subscribe on YouTube. Support us on Patreon. And be sure to hang next time. <laughs>